This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, they're talking over so Talk it over. Yo, 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 this is your man, Big O, welcoming you once again to another episode of Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship show that begins in bed. And because of the ongoing pandemic, my guests and I are honoring our social contract and keeping our social distance so we are in our own respective beds and not in the big old bed that we would normally be in. And for those long-term listeners who may be a little bit surprised and wondering, well, where is KI? Why is KI not bringing in the show? Don't worry, KI from Bed-Stuy is very much still involved. He is in the building. He is actually working behind the scenes to make sure once again that we are able to bring you excellent content and keep the lights on. So without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce who I have with me today. I have some some relative newcomers who are quickly becoming veterans, and we have a fresh face. And as usual, I like to introduce the newest member first. So I'm going to go ahead and ask Miss Naimi to introduce herself, let our listeners know who you are and, and where you're from. In my big old bed. Okay. Hi, everybody. It's great having everyone on on today, and it's great to be back. We're gonna have a good show. All right, I'm ready to get into this topic. But first, as usual, we want to bring in the feel-good story today. Are y'all ready? Absolutely. This one is coming out of where is he coming from? Out of Boston, actually. So the headline is homeless college student walks over 500 miles to raise money for homelessness. One college sophomore went beyond just walking a mile in someone else's shoes. Gordon Wayne walked more than 500 miles on foot to raise money for the National Alliance to End Homelessness, a cause that Wayne has been affected by personally. He told World News Tonight that every time I want to quit, I just think about the people I'm doing this for, and this is bigger than myself, and I have to keep going. A year ago, Wayne was homeless and applying to colleges out of his car while he worked 10-hour shifts at an amusement park. Over the summer, he found out that he had been accepted to his dream school, Boston College, on a full scholarship. So in an effort to recognize an estimated 500 Americans affected by homelessness, Wayne decided to walk from his hometown, Carolyn County, Virginia, to his college in Massachusetts. Along with his journey, Wayne started a GoFundMe page that has since raised more than 100,000 for the National Alliance to End Homelessness. He says usually he walks about 10 miles straight before he takes a break. Uh, Even through the exhaustion, he did not want to give up. Uh, And he found support from Good Samaritans along the way. Um, After a 16-day journey, he walked and marched through the Boston College Stadium. And he says it's the most beautiful campus in the universe. And now that he has, well, now 
he's on campus, he's finally found a home. Uh, and he hopes that he can inspire people to keep walking, to keep taking that extra step, even when it hurts, even when it's hard and you don't want to keep going if you want to achieve what you want in life. So I thought that was pretty, pretty impressive to walk 500 miles and, and again, to do it for a cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's truly a beautiful story. Yeah, that's awesome. So let me ask, we're approaching the holiday season. Does anybody want to share something that they personally uh, are grateful for this year? I think Naomi had a very beautiful. I should make kind of a resolution. Gotcha. With, gotcha. You know, with, this, with, with being thankful with everything. Trish, you got anything? Or you want to just go ahead and bring in the topic? Uh, well, you know, honestly, what I'm going to say is pretty much going to echo, I think, everyone's sentiments, you know, mm-hmm. the gratefulness of being here, being alive, having family, making, you know, your family's healthy is even, you know, better. You're healthy. So, um, yeah, again, just echoing the sentiments of, I think, most of the people here and most of our listeners, um, nice. just thankfulness. All right. Well, while you're speaking, go ahead and let our listeners know what we're going to be discussing today. Absolutely. So um, today's topic is bringing someone home for the holidays. Uh, But it's not just bringing someone home for the holidays. Like one, what if your celebration styles don't match? What Uh if you like holidays, doesn't do holidays, just has a bad experience with holidays and celebrate? um, How do you celebrate the holidays in in those instances? How do you celebrate the, the holidays with your partner and your family? Okay. So I like this topic, especially approaching the holiday season that we, we got going in. Uh, we're coming up on, on Thanksgiving and right behind that, Christmas. So before I say my piece and get everybody, as per custom, we always want to hear from the new guests first. So Naimi, I'm throwing it over to you. Take any one of those questions. What, what do you do if your partner or what has been your experience if your partner doesn't celebrate the holidays or has a different celebration style or just doesn't value family or holidays in general? Yeah, I, I think for me, I'm looking at more of like a trauma perspective because I actually, that's what I do. Like I work a lot with children, adults that have experienced trauma and uh-huh. also regarding talking about relationship with victims of domestic violence. And one of the things that I mentioned is, is about communication. When, especially in relationship, like when you're in that dating relationship and you're just getting to know each other, the first thing you, you guys need to discuss is what is the expectation. So the expectation could be in any part of your future. So in connection to the holiday, well, what are your both celebrating styles? Like what will be the expectation for, like, let's say if you do want to bring family members, if you want to bring your partner to your family events during the holidays and also talking about well if one person does not like the holidays what if maybe they experience some type of trauma where or an event during the holiday and having that conversation like why they don't want to celebrate that specific holiday. what if they just a grinch what if they just a grinch and they don't like holiday <laughs> what if they just like somebody that just doesn't enjoy the holidays maybe it's Maybe it's just like, you know, I'm not all for the, the, the lovey-dovey, which I get what you're saying. There, yeah. there, has, there might be a, a different reason behind that or a deeper reason behind that, which could be revealed. Yeah, of course, when you have those conversations. What if, you're, what if your partner, so is there a holiday that's really, really special to you? Any one of them? For me, it yeah. would be, 
Well, there's a funny, there's, I'll make the story short, but before I met my husband, this is about relationship. Before mm. I met my husband, like I didn't have a strong connection to Christmas because okay. the way our family practiced Christmas, right? We usually celebrate it on the 24th, but we didn't have that much decorations and we didn't have that much of a great celebration for Christmas. And his family did? And his family did. So, so then how was I that for you? I was like, when I saw his family, I'm like, oh, I love Christmas now. Like, wow, <laughs> like you guys, this how you <laughs> Like, this is Christmas? Christmas? This is Christmas? Like, this is wow. what I've been missing out on? Okay. Because I always loved, like, during that time, I liked more like Halloween mm-hmm. more than anything. So then it's kind of like, and being in a relationship with my husband and being married to him for four years, is like my, it's like my holiday favorites switched. Now it's now, from... Did- did, did he, was he on board with Halloween as much as you were? Was there any pulling of the teeth to try to get him involved? With early? Halloween, that, that's one discussion that we always have is with Halloween because he doesn't really agree with it, but we were able to make a compromise that mm-hmm. when we have kids that will make Halloween like fun for the kids. So like, I'm I'm geared to like, I'm okay. Like if I have a, when I have a kid to, to dress up, for my kid, I said like, hey, you want to be twins? Let's go dress up and let's do something for Halloween. So we made that compromise where like, okay, well, for Halloween, we'll do that for our kids once we do have children. That's very beautiful what she, you know, what she, she just said with um, the husband and making the compromise. I, I always love when people, you know, work with each other to make things in a more positive way versus, you know, it was a bad experience. The fact that she had a good experience and you know, he opened up to you, and I just think that that's really very beautiful. Um, so I, yeah, I know I got a story. <laughs> I grew up, you know, holidays were always big. You know, you wake up uh, for Thanksgiving morning, and mom is already downstairs prepping, and we're cooking all day long, and it don't matter if no one comes over. It could be four of us in the house. My mother has cooked a meal to feed 36. Okay. Um, and you know, you're cooking all day, the music is going, it's just holiday, you know, you, and, and we we got dressed up to sit at the dining room table. Like it's just it was an ordeal. So holidays in my house have always been big. It's not it was never about the gifts, it was always about the family and spending time with each other. Okay. So it was always like this beautiful family connection when holidays came around. And we're talking major holidays. I'm talking Easter. Uh-huh. All federal so, holidays. Basically. So, Y'all celebrating on MLK. You know, Y'all celebrating well, you on know, Veterans Day. Every now and again, you know. Y'all celebrating on M- Memorial. Y'all celebrating <laughs> on President's Day. But um, he didn't celebrate at on all. On any of them? On any of them. He did not. And how, how was that for you? It, I mean, well, did he it didn't go over very well because he could never understand why... I would always be so sad during the holidays. Like I felt literally like I was being held hostage. Wait, you, wait, wait. So you didn't go when you I wouldn't went? go. Like I, I was living in Jersey. Hey, no, I mean, I don't live in Jersey no more. But I was living in Jersey <laughs> at the time. And uh-huh. it felt like one, it felt like, well, why are you leaving? We have our own house here. You don't need to leave to go. Uh Alexa, turn off. Sorry. Alexa be over here listening to the <laughs> conversation. Uh-huh. Um but no, um, he just had a problem with holidays. Like we could go over his family's house on a regular day and have dinner and he'd be okay with that. But if it was- So here's, here's my question. He was completely against it. Did you ever find out why? 
part of it was his upbringing. He felt like um, he, well, not felt, but he didn't have a very traditional upbringing. Like okay. his, um, um, his mom moved a lot. Uh, she uh, had, she, she switched religions when he was younger. So he went from having Christmases to no Christmases. Um, and you know what I mean? So he kind of lost that sense of family. He didn't have a really strong family connection. He felt like his mother uh, wasn't there for him. Like a, a lot of it had to center around his mom. I couldn't fix any of those problems. Like I would encourage him to talk to his mom. I would encourage him to spend time with her. I would encourage him to, you know, sit down and have these difficult conversations. And he just, you know, at 40, and he just was over it. And you being the considerate person you are, you sacrifice going to your own family's celebrations to appease exactly. this. Oh no, see, that's so, different. This was me and I would have been out on the first thing smoking. I would have been like Gordon Wayne. I'm like, yo, I don't, I'm walking the 500 miles to get there for the holidays. You can stay here with your Hey, whatever it is you want to do, that's for you. But, yeah. but again, again, you know, we had a, we had a very dynamic relationship. So it was one of the things that he expressed to me, I don't do holidays. I don't like holidays. I don't want to celebrate them. Um, and I decided it was a sacrifice I was willing to make. Now, there was some compromise in there because we're not talking all holidays. Like if I did Thanksgiving this year, if we didn't do, if I didn't do Thanksgiving, I was doing Christmas with my family because I also have a kid and I'm not going to deprive my kid of, you know, things and traditions and family uh -huh. because of, you know, his personal beliefs. So it definitely was a compromise, but it was literally something he was not willing to compromise on for him. Like he would not go and celebrate. He wouldn't attend. He just wouldn't attend. Like Now, I, did that affect how you enjoyed it, enjoyed it with your family? Did, it, did that affect, were you still able to enjoy being around with your family even though that person wasn't there? So I did. Um, but in the back of your head, you're always like, mm, the person I love and care about is at home, you know, waiting for me to come back. And you know what I mean? I'm sitting there having joy and with friends and family and so, love. And so what, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Let, let, let's, let, let's, let's get into it. You want, like, I, let's get I into it. Me personally, I want the person that I'm with to participate in these things in, in, in family. Okay. That shouldn't take away from your ability to enjoy and it shouldn't diminish. Here's what, where I feel about it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that yes, if they're important to you, then the person you with should have some respect and want to be there. But that doesn't mean that you own every single holiday and every single, it's like, yo, listen, like I said, like you said, maybe I went with your mom's to your, to your mom's house for Mother's Day. And mm -hmm. next year, I'm not going. Next year, I'm going to my mom's or I'm going home for Father's Day or whatever the case, whatever one you feel is the most uh, valued, I do believe even if you don't necessarily celebrate, you can partake, you can witness, right? By being there. But that doesn't mean I have to do it every single year. That's how I feel about it. And it also means if I'm not there, I'm not going to hold it against you if you decide to go. That's important to you. That's that's something that you enjoy doing. Don't come down on me and make me feel bad for not wanting to participate this particular year. That's, that's how I feel. I, I, I hear the church saying amen. Amen. 
Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. They got one that's like, mm-mm. Oh, let me go, Maya Malin. What you got to say? You I think feel like that I should I feel- be at all of them every holiday? Yes, you should. It's a partnership. And I feel like, you know, if I'm if my partner's not there sometimes, especially with family, you know, family talks. So what you know if you that- don't like my family? <laughs> huh? What if what if you don't like my family? I mean, you gotta suck it up for me. You love me, right? So we gotta be there together. It makes the union even stronger. I feel like you shouldn't let your partner celebrate the holidays alone. It's just, and that's an energy thing too, because then that's gonna mess up my feelings and how I feel. And what if they don't celebrate it? What if they don't observe that holiday, right? I mean, do you have to compromise? I mean, I could miss one holiday for you and then the next day you gotta come to the other one, but I just, I don't feel like you should be, be without your partner for the holidays. It's just okay. weird. That's, that's the exact point that I was trying to make. It's like I'd be at least feeling terrible for not, you know, being mm-hmm. for not being there with him. Like it'd be, yeah. it'd be this tension, and I'd just be like, "Well, hold on, hold on." <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you're out with really your family, and I got the place to myself. Oh, I'm, I'm, yo, stay, stay there, stay there some more. Hey, hey that's come back tomorrow. You're not with the relationship <laughs> life. No, nah, that's different. See, all right. So you telling me you don't ever want your own solitude, your own your own privacy. Like you want to just be up under the person twenty four seven. That's not. No, that's no, not no. Twenty four seven. But okay. the holidays, the holidays is a is a is a is a day where you need to be with that person twenty four seven because why? It's a special. It's, it's a family. It's 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 a mood. It's the holidays. It's Christmas or Thanksgiving or yeah. yeah but what if, again, what if I don't observe those? Ho- what if I say, you know what? I don't believe in Christmas. Well, we could be grouches together alone, but why separate each other? <laughs> okay, so it's about the it's about the <laughs> so we're gonna both be Grinches. Yep, we could sit down and dress in green and just sit and look in the air and just be mad. But you, but you're gonna you know? be upset and I'm gonna be fine. You're At gonna be upset because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we just gonna be upset together. But I, exactly. I like Noemi, Noemi has something she she wants to say. I, I, I have a few. I have a few responses for like Eric. Like, because one of the questions you said, like, what if, like, about the individual wanting the individual to be there with you? And mm-hmm. I, I agree that it is important to have you like your spouse. Because I, if I, my husband wasn't there in the holiday, like, I'll be thinking like. Well, I'm going to be spending time with my family thinking about like if he's okay or something's going on or what's wrong. So like- I don't know. Jersey can be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might be right on that one. Hey, I understand like, you know, some people might not like believe in Christmas, but if you are in love with someone and and it's all about compromise, like this year, we don't go to Thanksgiving, but maybe Christmas will be like something on holiday that's important to my family that let me just focus on that for Christmas. But let's just skip Thanksgiving. Or maybe every every other year, it could be like a creative adventure that you guys, maybe for Christmas one year, you could go to Disney or so, do something fun. Let me pose this then. What about a religious observation that you don't actually partake of that religion, right? So what if you're with somebody who is observing uh, Ramadan or something like that, or, or any other observ- uh, religious observations where they have to fast or they have to restrict their diet. And you don't necessarily adhere to that. Are you gonna, if you're in the house together, do you feel like, hey, because this person is honoring 
their religious observation. I also have to honor that religious observation. I can I have to go without. I have to go without my my chicken, or the, whatever it is that they're not eating. I have to go without the alcohol. Trish, Naomi, go ahead. I want to hear. You. It's funny you say that mm -hmm. because before my husband, you guys gonna you're gonna laugh. Before my husband actually dated a Muslim. Okay. And. and uh -huh. Where I would, I my first thought when I dated him was like, okay, how would our life look like with his re religion, tradition, and in my own religion, the tradition, and like, how would that compromise look like? In my mind, that's what I was thinking at the time. Like, what would be the compromise? And for me, it's like I'm not here to change him or to change his faith or to change his tradition, but there has to be some respect coming from both sides. I want to celebrate. Christmas, then there has to be a compromise like, okay, can you at least, I know you don't believe it, but I still want you to be there as a support. You don't have to mm -hmm. practice it. Just like if you're practicing Ramadan, I'm not going to disrespect you or say, hey, that's stupid. Like, why are you doing that? Like, I'm going to. But are you going to observe it though? Are you going to observe it with him? Yeah. Are you going to take part? Are you going to observe well, it with for, him? Well, I know for when I was a Catholic, I'm not Catholic anymore. They practice 40 days of fasting. Right. So from what I'm aware of Ramadan is the same thing as 40 days of fasting. So okay. with me, like I will actually participate. Even though I'm not in that religion, I will still participate with him as long as okay. like, compromise that he'll support certain things with me as well. So it doesn't mean that I practice the faith, but at least I'm being supported with him with dealing with his yes. religious faith. Okay. I like that. Yeah, hey, you in here, man. Y'all got y'all got other people <laughs> dropping into the room. We got a, a a a new a new guest. I don't know if he wants to speak, but if he does, he can he can jump in at any time. Um, go ahead, Chili. What were you saying? No, I agree with her. Um, compromising is important, and um, you know, for both sides. So even let's say you don't believe in fact, I would at least try. I would try and and acknowledge it and. I would, if, if, you know, if the, if that person, they are not even willing to try and, and acknowledge and, you know, but I'm willing to try on their end and that can cause a, a failure in our relationship. So compromising oh, is the absolutely. main thing. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah you're giving and not receiving, you're out of balance. Yeah. Right. Because and if I'm going to go giving. two yeah, if I go two years, like say one year, okay, fine. You don't celebrate holidays. All right. I'll stay home with you. But the next year, if you can't do the, you know, come with me and try it. Basically, right. if you're making, if you're taking me out of my norm, where uh -huh. I'm usually happy around the holiday, now I'm not happy. That's a little bit too much to continue a relationship. Well, Maya May said we can be angry together. Maya yeah. May said we can be yeah. bitches together. Yeah, yeah like, angry yeah, one like year. <laughs> yeah, but one year we're gonna, but but yeah, we could be angry together, but we got to be happy together as well. One year, so uh, one yeah. year you got to come there on go. my end and gotcha. come with me. To, you you got to come to Rockefeller Center next year. We're going All to right. the tree. <laughs> so I got to, I, I got to take, I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Hassan to come on in here because he's, he's been hovering around the edges. So everybody, we want to introduce a, a newcomer, Hassan Booker. Um, greetings to all. Greetings, greetings. Come yeah. on in here, jump in, get in. So, so me, I used to be a Muslim and I practiced Islam, you know, for, for years and I, I was in relationships with um, ladies that were 
Christians and Buddhists, etc. And I would go to these events, but I wasn't happy about it. You know, I, I didn't feel celebratory, but I'll, I'll be present. You know, so it caused tension and frustration in our relationships because my thing would be like, why can't I just give gifts anytime? Why, why I got to do it this time? It's like, if I'm going to give you some, why I got to wait? Why I got to go into debt or something because you want these big gifts? I mean, why, why I got to hear that? And in addition to that, you know, when I uh, absolved Islam, right, I, I still stuck to not really feeling like I wanted to be a part of that. I'm like, why well, I got to do what Simon says? It's like anytime, and, but it always caused conflict with individuals that had grown up celebrating Christmas and holidays and things. I'm, I'm basically anti-establishment. So it's kind of like, well, wasn't the same people that like um, impose oppression on my people, aren't they the same when they introduced these traditions and this mindset to me? So that there was just consistently um, challenges within me, you know, that caused me not to want to do it. Now, Thanksgiving is another one. I enjoy the food, but like the root of it, I totally disagree with. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, it's always a conflict. So um, I'm I'm basically neutral now. You know, I'm not in a relationship. I'm single. You know what I mean? If I happen to meet someone that celebrates those things, I mean, I'll tag along smile and you know and be cordial all right we got we got the gist are y'all bringing in are y'all hearing what hassan's saying on my end it, when you were looking at the origin of the holidays and that to me you know you had a you had a, a reason for not wanting to observe which a lot of people do when they start looking back into the history of mm-hmm. these holidays and the and the reasons that we now celebrate them and start uncovering a little bit of like, okay, what really is the truth behind the holidays? That kind of reminds me a little bit about what uh, Naimi was alluding to, because even though it may not have been, even though the reason was different, it may not have been a a traumatic uh, personal experience, the association of the holiday with some type of trauma uh, is kind of what kind of stood out to me, where it's like, I don't want to observe this holiday because of what it associates with. And so Naimi, you said in your in your work, in your background, you've come across individuals who have trauma-based uh, experiences. And do you see that sometimes that in the holidays, they're more frequent or there's a stronger connection? Do you see in your work where people maybe associate the holidays with something negative? Well, based on my experience, um, I'm trying to think of a particular case um, where they had like a strong, but I know one of the things that I noticed is when somebody experienced a loss, like a loss of a loved one, that could that could be also a moment of, that could be traumatic. Sometimes during that time, they don't want to celebrate the holidays because they lost someone important. Or like maybe they, it just reminds them of like certain things about that particular person and they're like oh well I don't this year I might or the next few years it, it's my choice if I don't want to celebrate the holiday because I just don't feel like feel like dealing with the loss or dealing with that I know with children uh, we always talk to them about triggers mm-hmm. so you could have a child 
don't know if there's too much information, but this is what the reality and what kids are going through. And not a lot of people, maybe some people know, some people don't, mm. but there could be a child, for example, that was sexually molested by their uncle. It could mm. be maybe on Thanksgiving day that they were sexually molested and he slept over. So how do you, because, you know, as we all say, communication is key, right? Communication is, is very huge. How do you broach that such a sensitive topic safely, especially if you have no idea, right? You, you're not aware that this is something that this person has been yeah. carrying and the holidays are coming up and you always notice that they never want to celebrate or that their mood shifts or, you know, you've been seeing this person, you care about them but you, they're not willing to participate in a specific holiday because of something that could have happened in the past. How do you safely broach that topic with that person to get a better understanding of, okay, this isn't them just being, the, like I say, the Grinch. Yeah. There's an actual strong reason behind it. And it, you know, not, not many people are gonna be forthcoming with that information, right? It's not gonna be like, hi, my name yeah. is Olin. Nice to meet you. I don't celebrate Christmas because of when course. I was nine, you know, you know, th that that is not something that is easily broached. So how do any anything you can give our listeners on how, you know, when they find themselves dating or courting someone, how to either share it if they were a victim or to broach the topic just to kind of get a, you know, get their head around that. So. The first step is for, for individuals that want to like have that conversation is that trust has to be built because no victim is going to just give that information to anyone if there's no trust. You can't have any judgment. So judgment's out the door. They're going to shut down and they're not going to even want to talk to you anymore about the topic. They're going to think that you're choosing the perpetrator side. And it is a perfect example mm -hmm. because I work with boys too. Like I work with little boys. So that have experienced sexual abuse. And one of the issues with men is that no man is gonna feel comfortable of expressing their sexual abuse experience when uh, there's a lot of stigma where, well, you, how could you let that happen if you're stronger? No matter what age, sexual abuse can happen when you're a kid, when you're a teenager and when you're an adult. So they're gonna be like, well, why are you, why didn't you fight? Like you're stronger. Mm -hmm. Why, why you're a man? Like you're not supposed to be like, and if there's a right. theme going towards the, mas men, the masculinity starts to become common question. Yeah. It's all about like building trust and also like taking that judgment at the door because everybody has their own experience and reasons why. And it is the one thing that I explain to all my clients. When you're experiencing that type of trauma, there's three things that happen to you that happens in the animal kingdom. You either, you either freeze and pretend, and, and it's just part of your body. Like, it just works like that. You either freeze, you can't move. You, and that's why you have some women say, like, I can't move. Like, I'm frozen. Like, I can't really, I couldn't do anything. You have some people that they actually fight. So that's another form is fight. And another one is that they run then you can understand trauma a little bit more. About that that particular instance. Yeah. Without coming into it of what they you think they should have done. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, all right. So let's take a quick break on, on that note. Um, that was a little heavy. So let's take a quick break to get a word from our, our sponsors. And then when we come back, Trish is going to bring in the topic once again. And uh, 
let us know why it's okay to be a Grinch. In the event that you are in need of any type of services, there's a few that we want to be able to offer. There's an organization called RAIN, R-A-I-N-N. Their website is RAIN.org. Um, their phone number is 1-800-656-HOPE. That's 1-800-656-4673. You can call them and get help 24-7. Also, our therapist, licensed LCSW, um, Naomi Saldivar is also available and she can be reached at Social Work Infomaniacs. That's Social Work Infomaniacs at Instagram. If you direct message her, she will get back to you. All right, welcome back to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship show that begins in bed. And we got a hot one today. So, Trisha, let our listeners know what the topic is. All right. So again, we are talking about bringing someone home for the holidays. We're Don't do it. Celebration. Don't do it. <laughs> Not around Don't my crazy it. family. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about if your celebration styles don't don't match. What if your partner doesn't like the holidays um, or doesn't like your family? You know, uh, that's also. Ooh, now that, that goes beyond the holidays. What, Maya May, Maya May, you've been quiet. And I know you all about family and all about uh, spending time with your loved ones. Jump in here. We hadn't heard from you. So I'm going to let her, I'm going I'm to leave her alone, let her come in when she's ready. But um. Yeah, Trish, that's a, that's a good one. What if Have you ever been with someone who just doesn't like your family? Or maybe they don't like one particular person in the family, right? Maybe they're just beefing with a cousin <laughs> or an aunt or, or, some, or a brother or somebody. It's like, I like, I like everybody. Nah, seriously. Um, my son's father didn't like my parents. Well, didn't like my mother. Didn't so, like your mom. So okay. we couldn't do holidays with my mother at all. No, like, no, always no. gonna be a fight. Like it was all no, literally. Like whose side were you on? I was listen, listen. Nah, I, you gotta I, pick I, a side. I was on the baby side. That's who side I was on. I wasn't taking no side. Um, no, no, seriously. Like my 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 son's father and my mother um, are like just oil. didn't get along. Water and oil. Yep. Nope. They just didn't get along. Um, there was nothing I could do to bridge that gap. Nothing I could do to get along. Um, so we, we were never able to do holidays together. Never. Um, now, just, they couldn't be in the same room together. And essentially it's one of the reasons why we ended up not working out. Cause if so you like my family, that's was there any, about yeah, this before, so. while, while y'all were together, was there any kind of attempt at a workaround that, you know, you, you put your best foot forward and it may have not worked out, but you tried, did you try anything? Like, all right, we're going to spend, we're going to be at my house from 12 to four. And then we're going to be at your house from 4 to 4.30. Then we're going back to my house from 4.30 to 8. <laughs> we, we, we tried. It just wasn't. It just didn't work. And it was too much, too stressful, especially when you got a little baby. Like, who wants to be doing all that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it was just too much. So eventually, it really did cause a rift between us because I couldn't, again, I couldn't do holidays with my family. Um, and I didn't live close to my family. So that was the oh, biggest thing. Okay. I yeah. lived in a city, I lived in a state by myself. It was me, uh, him, and the baby. And right. my family lived in a whole nother state, at least eight hours away. So if we can't do, fam- if we, can, we couldn't do holidays together, that was a problem because now I got to leave you at the hotel. Like I'm about to go yeah. eat with my family and you just going to sit in the hotel and that's what you're going to stay until I get back. And you know what I mean? That doesn't also work well because now you're dragging somebody out their comfort zone and you're still making them feel uncomfortable by, you know, 
not being able to bring Jilly. them around, not not being able to share those moments with them. So I've, I've been there. It, it definitely is not easy. It's not pleasant. Um, you know, sometimes sacrifices had to be made. I think there might've been one or two Thanksgivings and Christmases that were missed. Um, but then eventually we were just like, this isn't going to work. Certain things I need, certain things you need. We're just not there. I think that, um, you know, the fact that she had a son with the person and this is her tradition. I think that gentlemen should have been more understanding on her behalf, the fact that they have a child to raise. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even if you have a, a difference with her mother, you still have to make it work because you have a kid and you're raising that kid. So that's when the real man comes out where you, you have to, he should have worked it out with her because having a problem with her mother is one thing, but there's no, re- once you have a child and you're trying to have growth and you're trying to build, then if you really love her like that, you're supposed to make that exception. So you should be able to work out whatever the problem is, unless, you know, his, unless, you know, her mom did something like stab you. I mean, other than that. No. So reason for him to be at a hotel while you're at your mom's house. That's just too emotional for you and, and unfair. I believe that that's unfair to you. I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one because because mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear you chilling. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do want to offer another another uh, not a conflict, but a different take on it, because mm-hmm. not everything is always clear cut. Not everything's always black and white. And even though the intention and like you said, it should have been a growing moment. What if right. we, we don't know the, the particulars and Trish, you don't have to share. But let's say imagine a situation similar to that where you don't get along with the with the, the, the mother or the father or whatever. And you got the kid now. Where I personally kind of draw the line and, and this is regardless of who the perpetrator is. It could be my family. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be the spouse's family. But when you start to undermine me as a parent, right? So if I say one thing and then you go against and start doing another thing where I'm like, that's not how I want my child to be raised. So I don't want him exposed to this. And you just go start undercutting and undermining. Then yeah, we definitely going to have issues. You, there should have been some type of conciliatory exchange somehow some way and in those cases where it's just like all right we don't have to like each other but one thing i will not stand for is you undermining my authority as as the child's parent right and there's other things out there that could also drive like that stake through the heart that nail that final nail in the coffin where it's just like no i'm not doing this anymore um but that was just one of the things that came to my mind when you because you got because now you have a child involved right and you got to you have to establish that kind of that, that not a hierarchy, but you have to establish that that uh, that order. And if you got somebody disrupting that order, regardless of how close they are, it's like you can't be around. Well, for me, I mean, me personally, the fact that I'm raising a kid, I would have gotten along with her mother. I would have made anything possible because there's nothing that, you know, when you think about the raising of the child and the, the bitterness and because I'm big on energy. Yeah, okay. So okay. That type of energy, regardless of how I feel, I would definitely make it work because it's bigger than it's bigger than me having a problem with I mean, you know, the fact that you're raising that child and that's where I would kind of undermine the person because if you can't adjust, you should be undermined. Because this is a big thing. Raising a child is important. What that child sees and goes through and the emotions can really affect the future of that child. 
So any adult, if you love that child and you had a, and you know you're, you're with the person still, because it's not like you know I don't get along with the mother. You're with the mother, and it's her. No, mother. no, no. I, I, okay, yeah, her mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, you know, just just to because because remember when you love someone, and it goes back to like what I said on the last show, you have to be able to compromise. If I'm if I'm in love with that woman so much, there's no way I'm going to make. Well, I hate your mother and I'm not going around there and I'm going to make you feel bad because you are you're also the mother of the child. So I don't want you, I want you to be in the best of mood possible so you can do your best to raise my child. And to me, that's the first important thing is my child that, mm. that, that you know, so I'm willing to sacrifice anything for my child because, like I said, I know that it can impact the child with that type of behavior. I don't like your mom and. I would have to regulate that once that kid is born and the kid's starting to understand things because I can't, I would not make my child see that I don't get along with the mother like that. Yeah, we have disagreements, but you know what? I still love her. What about the saying, you know, you can't drink from an empty cup, right? So you, you want to give, you know, you, like you said, you want to bring that energy. You want to make sure that the child is raised around the most positive and, and loving energy possible. So you're going to do everything you can to facilitate that. But then what happens when your part, like you said earlier, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, you're never receiving and you're just out of balance, right? You're out of balance and you no longer have, like you said, that the, the child would start to pick up on that as well and start to see like how much it drains you to, to have to be around that environment. And even though they love you, they'll still pick up on it inadvertently, right? And it may not be overt where you're just like, you know, like, pulling out the the, the knives and the, the bats and y'all just going to war. But the child's going to be around you enough to know, like, all right, something's off here. They might not be able to formulate it uh, in a way that makes sense, but they, they'll be able to pick up, like, hmm, there's some tension around here. Where is that oh, coming? Yeah. I, I would explain that, you know, uh, depending on the child's age, I would definitely not hide it that I have okay. a problem. Okay. But okay. I would let the child also know that because of you, I got to make this work. Then I can yeah. teach that uh, child in the future. I'll, I'll be able to teach that child in the future to also compromise. Listen, you've seen how I am with her mother. I can't stand her, but yet still here I am. We got smile, you. we make it work. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And what, what's crazy is, Chili, I'm listening to you talk and you sound like, a, like one of my cousins that kind of goes through the same thing that, you know, mm-hmm significant others don't always uh, get along with the with the moms and the dads you know what is it with your family trish yeah that nobody <laughs> getting along with <laughs> what is up with your family trish what's going on over here? <laughs> but, but mm-hmm. for the sake of the kids for the sake of the marriage sake of the relationship they're able to like come together in these mm-hmm. moments this one you know this one day or these two days however long it is and just coexist. And I think right. what, one thing that we haven't mentioned is that how much are people willing to coexist in these situations? Like how much of yourself are you willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the relationship or the enjoyment of your significant other? If this is something that they enjoy, you know, are you willing to make that sacrifice for them? I feel like people are selfish. I feel like a lot of people like in these situations, I feel like the, the ones that I've spoken about, I felt like they were selfish. Um, I think because, so. You know, I would say they're selfish too. They were selfish, and they were they selfish were. because they weren't willing to step outside of themselves long enough to realize that small things, like sitting mm-hmm. at a, sitting at a table and being cordial and having dinner, was something that was important. 
you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so you really have to i think holidays can be great but i think again when you're dealing with someone you, when you're dealing with people and their own personal hang-ups and their own personal uh things like nuances that you you really have to have that strong communication we're going to go back to what noemi said in the beginning um mm-hmm. and things beforehand it can't be a day of it can't be you know two days before like oh you know thanksgiving's in two days going to mom's house that's not gonna work you gotta you know going to mom's house and- <laughs> yeah, i'm saying right here right. you gotta know who you're dealing with you know yeah, you, gotta, because- you gotta have these conversations way ahead of time because yeah, yeah you're supposed to love your significant other that much that you're gonna make this work yeah if and you even can't like- do that it, it you know if you if you can't adjust yourself for me then you don't love me that much then how much do you love me? if you if you really really love me you're going to be in such a positive energy that how could you even argue with anyone all you're thinking about is me and your son and I'm, it doesn't even have to be with a, a spouse either because with me i was i'm actually was in a situation where i you guys know i have a newborn and my spouse and his father don't really have the best of relationship and that kind of affected me and you know my um me and his father's relationship but then with the baby coming in I see you know that changed the relationship where you know my husband's father's making a huge difference and coming out of his comfort zone and mm-hmm. you know trying to be more around us with family activities for his granddaughter so if a baby can't change you then I really don't know you know yeah, yeah. like if but, you have yeah. the, your spouse and the child that's a lot on the table that's your future this is something yeah. you're building so yeah. you can't let an argue. I mean, my opinion is a person that's going to cause them to not talk and and, sh- and do all of that. And uh, it's too much for me. And I don't want that person. Because you, have to, you have to be you have to be into me. You have to I'll be, be at the table. Us. I'll be yeah. at the dinner table till the you mom start the rubbing table. the knife and the fork together. <laughs> cutting daggers like at I'm my eyes. Yeah, it's not like we're moving in there. We're not moving in. We're going there for today. Even gotcha. if you're going there for the weekend, person in that situation for the child, right. because that also affects a kid when they grow up. Seeing it their does. family disoriented, that that brings a lot of anger and whys, and and then that even goes into their future relationship with another person. It does. So it's a chain reaction. It I does. feel and strongly then, about that. And then, like what you said was um that that you know how much a person can take, and this is the most mm-hmm. I can take. That's got another boundary. You got to take more. You got to take you gotta more know your boundaries. For, for the woman you love and your child. You got to take so more than that. Let's hear from, before we wrap up, I want to hear, I want to allow Naimi to, to finish some closing thoughts. And also Hassan, who, who graced us earlier, if he wants to give us some closing thoughts. Uh, sure, I'm with that. Out of here. Well, the only thing that I could think of that, for me personally, that will affect, like, uh, affect where, I might not like a family member, especially my own family member. It, Cause I, there's a few family I don't like. That's straight up honest. But, <laughs> but I do agree that there has to be a compromise where like you have to put that aside for the child and make sure it's for you guys to just try your best to deal with the other family member. But one thing that I won't think I will ever compromise whether is my own family or husband is if one of my family members is a racist. Mm-hmm. I would never put my child or my husband to be involved in that. Gotcha. Because I already know that their the, their intention is not going to be positive. It's going to be negative. 
Gotcha. So once I'm aware of that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put boundaries on that. But right. I, that is a good point. That's a good yeah. point. I didn't look at that. You're right. If it, if it is something in that scenario where the person's right, then I'm definitely as the person now, oh, you don't like my family. But if they're racist, then I have no excuse. Now I have to compromise. Listen, they're racist. I can't bring them over there. I'm not going to put you in that position. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it has to do with the reason also. You know, there are reasons like racism or something like that. And then that that that's not fair to put the person in that situation. Brother that Hassan, is, you... Yeah, there's no tolerance for that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Let us know what your, what your thoughts are. And thank you for joining yeah. us. Man. Uh, yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, uh, thank you all for having me. Um, one of the things I think about with relationships is often the process of connecting with someone initially it's too fast we don't even know who we're dealing with if, mm. if, if i meet someone and we become physical in a month or something i don't mm -hmm. even know the person it's like buying a cell phone right you buy it based on the outer features that you understand but it takes you a long you know some time to figure out what, how, how it really functions and you, it takes a really long time to get to know people so often yeah um since i've since i've adopted the practice of giving it three to six months before I become physical with the person, sometimes I don't even want to become physical with the person because after I know them for two months, I'm like, you know what? It's not going to work out the way I want it to. Yeah. Whereas right. if I become physical, it clouds, it clouds you know, how I view the person. I'm, I'm riding a, a pink cloud, you know, totally of, of infatuation. Right. But Those rose-tinted glasses are on. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I'm clearly able to just, you know, see, you know, well, not, not clearly, I'm better able to see who I'm actually dealing with. And then later on, I won't have those issues because I've already nipped in the bud, mm -hmm. you know, before I fall in love with it. I mean, I've actually been, been um, emotionally attached to someone I didn't even like. But because uh, it's a habit, yeah. you know, I, I thought I loved her, but no, I was emotionally attached. You yeah, know, right. I, I loved her as a person, but I was never in love with her. Right. Right. And uh, it, it, it was challenging to disengage because, it, you know, we creatures of habits and the habit of, you know, um, uh, us being together and, and me being, you know, addicted to the to the sex. You know what I mean? It was very hard to disengage. So there's right. yeah. topics that I want to I want to bring back uh, another time. I would love to have all of you guys here. And I think, uh, Hassan, one that you uh, just alluded to is, yeah, the physical intimacy before or yeah having that that intimacy that before point. before actually getting to know somebody and then I also what Trisha was talking about earlier was uh the selfishness we did do a podcast on that and I think it's about time to bring it back especially around the holidays and with this cast right here with all the guests because I think that is a topic that can be revisited at any time uh mm -hmm. it's just you know what is selfish and what is self-care right where where do those lines distinguish one another. And I think that's something that can be revisited because it looks different to different people in different contexts and from different mm -hmm. backgrounds, right? Your self, my selfish might be your self-care. Um, but I think both of those topics definitely should be revisited. And also for the listeners who, who let us know what you want to hear uh, on, our, on our podcast, let us know what you want us to bring to the table. So that's going to wrap it up. I, I want to thank everyone for being here. Thank Naimi for coming out. Naimi, would you would you definitely come and, and join us again? 
Of course. You guys are so much fun to talk to. Thank you, thank you. And Ch- Chili, we can get you back in here as well. Every yes, sir. Every and my, even tonight. No, <laughs> 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 tonight. My Maya May, you gonna be a Grinch with me during I the holidays? No, actually, I can't be a Grinch this season. I'm really grateful. <laughs> <this> year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, Hassan, thank you for 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 sharing with us your thoughts. Definitely welcome to come back anytime, Miss Trish. Next next time we talk to you, you gonna be in the states. Yeah. I'm gonna be in the states. Mm. I, it's Thanksgiving, so next weekend I'm gonna be home again. All right. <laughs> I want to thank I want to thank Anna Banana and Ki producers. I want to thank Bumpy, sound engineer and producer. And y'all enjoy the holidays. Be safe. And in the words of Ki, slow motion. Peace. Peace. Love. Bye. Hey guys, it's Trish from Talk It Over, the only dating podcast that begins in bed. I wanted to take a moment and talk to you all about today's podcast. We got a little deep today. Um, We talked about uh, trauma as well as sexual violence and holidays and how um, it can bring up some trauma for a lot of different people. In the event that you are in need of any type of services, there's a few that we want to be able to offer. There's an organization called RAIN, R-A-I-N-N. Their website is rain.org. Um, their phone number is 1-800-656-HOPE. That's 1-800-656-4673. You can call them and get help 24-7. Also, our therapist, licensed LCSW, um, Naomi Saldivar, is also available. And she can be reached at Social Work Infomaniacs. That's Social Work Infomaniacs at Instagram. If you direct message her, she will get back to you. Everyone have a wonderful and safe holiday. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Peace and love. Bye. You've been listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.